Hello, Christian singles. Happy New Year. Welcome back to another podcast episode of Single Plus. I am your host, Arya White Osa. And again, I hope that you enjoyed the holiday season with Christmas and New Year's. It's interesting that we're already the second week into the new year. So I hope and pray that these first few days have been going well for you. And then there may be some of you who feel like, ah, oh, it's a new year. I'm in the exact same place as I was this time in 2023. Haven't quite moved like I thought I would, but I want to encourage you that God can turn things around. I don't say that to sound cliche. I don't say that to sound like a broken record. I say that from personal experience. God has definitely turned some things around for me just within the last uh, couple of weeks alone. So keep staying in the word, keep staying in his presence. And if you need to be encouraged on being in a wilderness season, you definitely want to go back and listen to the episode that I did with my husband, God in the wilderness. So check that out. And I hope and pray that you are encouraged. But I thought it would be fun to do an episode just to kind of give you an update. So I'm going to call this episode maybe like, what have I learned in six months of marriage? So this month will mark the sixth month that I have been married. It'll be six months on the 29th. And it will also be a year that my husband proposed to me. He proposed to me this month on January 22nd of 2023. And I can remember that day just as if it happened yesterday. I remember going to meet him. He had just talked with my father. So I was already kind of suspicious that a proposal was on its way because he talked with my father face to face. And I I don't know. I guess I kind of had a feeling that he was going to propose, but my mindset at the time was, Lord, I don't want to rush anything. If this is your will, it's going to happen. Let me just enjoy the time that he's here visiting me. And I'm not trying to, again, rush anything. But he ended up proposing that evening after what happened to be a very stressful day. There were some hiccups along the way. Now, the conversation went great with him and my dad, but that was the day that I had car trouble. So as I was going to meet him, my car broke down and I was just very, very frustrated. Of course, knowing that my car is an older car, I just wasn't expecting that on that particular day. I'm like, I was like, really out of all the days to break down and have problems, you want to break down on the weekend that he's here and I'm trying to go see him. So yeah, it was definitely one of those days where I feel like that everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. But the but the evening definitely ended well when he proposed. And the first thing that we did after he proposed is that we prayed. That was probably one of the most amazing experiences ever. And we both just thanked God in that moment. Like, Lord, thank you for allowing us to find each other. God, thank you for our relationship. And just as we have kept you in the center of our dating relationship, Lord, I pray that we do the same in marriage. So now that I'm about six months into this thing, I wanted to share with you all some things that I have learned so far, because I think sometimes, not with all Christian singles, but there is a misconception that once someone gets married, that, you know, all problems go away, all loneliness goes away, you know, everything is just smooth sailing, right? That's not the case. So I'm definitely going to bust some myths here. So I hope you're ready. Now, am I in a thriving relationship that pleases the Lord? Absolutely. Am I happy? Absolutely. Do I regret my decision in getting married? Absolutely not. I do not regret that at all. I definitely believe that I am with the person that I can give uh, glory to God with. I believe I am with a man 
who sees me for me and loves me for me. But I would say, I'm gonna see if I can pick at least a few things here. I would say the first thing that I've learned about being married almost six months into it is that just because you're married, as I've hinted at earlier, it doesn't mean that all your problems go away. We have definitely felt the brunt of life happening with us in these last six months. Now, of course, there's still an ebb and a, there's still an ebb and a flow between us, meaning we still get along very well. Uh, transitioning to moving from Texas to New York, you know, it hasn't been anything completely shocking about living together for the first time. We're starting to find a routine and what works with us in our home life. But just because we're married and we're happy doesn't mean that life doesn't stop happening. Um, there's definitely been some things in these first six months of marriage that have been challenging. They have tested our faith, but a commitment that my husband have I, and I have made is praying together, together collectively at least twice a week and take communion. We started doing that maybe about a week in after I moved. I moved at the latter part of August of 2023. And within a week or two of me moving, my husband said, I, I, I believe that um, we should take the time to pray together and make sure that we keep God in the center of our marriage. So we've stayed consistent in that for about as long as we've been married and since I have moved. And that doesn't mean that we haven't had days where we didn't feel like it, especially me not being the morning person, <laughs> but I am committed to it. So we pray twice a week. We get into the word. We read and share what it is that God is teaching us individually, and then we discuss it together. And then we take communion, we pray. We pray over ourselves, we pray over our families, immediate families, extended families. We pray over this country in the US. We pray for the world, the things that are going on in the world, whether it's on the news or not. But we are intentional about that. And I've noticed that as we've done that, it has felt recently that the enemy has been trying in any way that he can to fight us on that. But despite that, we fight that much harder together. So my husband has his quiet time and I've been discovering that my peak time to have a quiet time is at night. I've had to revamp my entire schedule um, just in moving alone. And there's been a lot of transitioning on my end, but I have my quiet time with the Lord at night. So my joke to him is you take the day shift in prayer. I take the night shift in my quiet time. But then of course, when we come together, it's usually in the mornings to pray and seek the Lord. But yeah, just because I'm married, just because someone gets married, doesn't mean that the enemy doesn't let up. And you may have one area of your life where you're like, okay, I got what I prayed for. I've been blessed. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that there aren't other areas of your life that the enemy tries to attack. So I just want you aware of that because some think, again, that when you get married, boom, everything's perfect. Boom, everything's, you know, smooth sailing. But the enemy's still at work. He's still, he's still wanting to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants even more so now that you are married. He wants to attack your covenant. He wants to attack the unity between you and your spouse. So I dare say that just as much as you stay on guard as a single person and you're fighting to stay pure before the Lord, you're fighting to stay in communion with him and you're wanting to walk righteously, you got to amp that up even more so when you're married because now the enemy wants to fight you in the intimacy 
and the union that you have between you and your spouse. So stay on guard. That's why the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. Don't take for granted that, oh, I'm married. You know, everything's fine. No, you still need your quiet time. You still need to pray. You still need to fast. You still need that intentional time with the Lord. Because I've noticed that when I have my quiet time, I'm that much better for my husband. When I'm in the word, I'm that much more discerning and I can catch, okay, something's going on. Something's not right. The enemy's attacking here or, hey, I'm noticing something here. I need to pray over this. So your senses are and should be on even more high alert because you are married. So that would be my first tip for those that think that. And it's an innocent misconception, but I think it's something that we need to debunk because life is still going to happen to you whether you're married or not. Now, when you're with the kingdom partner, yes, you can lock arms with each other and you can walk through life with them and they'll help you. They'll sharpen you because my husband does sharpen me, which is probably going to be my second thing that I've learned in marriage. And that being is that your spouse is a mirror. So the things that you don't want reflected in singleness, work on that now because your spouse is going to mirror you. And there have been things that have come up in me in these first six months of marriage that I thought I was over, I thought I had healed from, but as stuff rises to the top, my husband points something out in me, again, not to call me out to be rude, not to be condescending and belittle me, but he's like, babe, you know, that's, that may be something you need to pray about, or babe, hey, I'm noticing this. So the things that we think that we're okay, you know, we think, oh, I'm over that stuff maybe rising to the top even more so and because you're living with this person day in and day out they're seeing it and i've had to really dig even deeper with the lord because i'm like okay god i thought i was past this i thought i healed from that i thought i worked through that but stuff still comes up in marriage which is why it's so important to take the time if you're still single right now to heal it's important to take the time to work through those things. Now, no, you're not going to arrive in marriage perfect. This is not about being so whole and so healed that you never have another problem again, no. But the miracle of this is, is that even though I'm still having to mature in things and, and really develop in some areas, as opposed to me doing it between me and Holy Spirit, now it's me, Holy Spirit, and my husband. So it really feels like a triple whammy in a sense. So that can sometimes be challenging, but at the same time, I'm being stretched. And we're truly what the Bible says about ironing, sharpening iron. So there is such a thing as good friction. There is such a thing as healthy conflict. Again, it's not abusive. It's not about being condescending and proving who's right and who's wrong. But your spouse, a kingdom spouse, is there to help you grow. A kingdom spouse is there to help you mature in the Lord. So if you're resistant, if you can't take criticism, if you can't take you know, healthy, constructive feedback because you're so focused on being right, your marriage is not going to be successful. So we have to really grow up. We have to really mature so that we can hear from our spouse, knowing that their heart is in the right place. And they're not just saying it just to be hurtful. And I remember listening to that exact message with Pastor Jerry Flowers and his wife when it comes to being easily offended with your spouse. And he says, you know, it's easy to get offended with your spouse when you know all their dirt, right? They're correcting you, but if you're not careful and if you're being petty, you'll find yourself, for the sake of winning the argument, you'll want to bring up something that they did. So I'm mindful of that in marriage, and that takes me dying to my flesh. Marriage is another level, you all. 
Okay, there's nothing I'm learning. Marriage is another level of you dying to the flesh. We're already supposed to be dying to the flesh as believers, dying to ourselves so we can become more and more like Jesus, less of us, more of him, right? Well, in a kingdom marriage, I'm not talking about just marrying anybody, okay? Because anybody can get married. You can find somebody on Craigslist tonight if you wanted to, okay? You can find somebody on a dating app if you wanted to. But in a kingdom God-centered marriage, that is another level of you dying to yourself. Because again, it's not just you and Holy Spirit working on things. Now your spouse is in it with you and they're seeing things and they're covering you, yes. But there are gonna be times where they speak the truth to you in love. And it's not just me. I definitely share things with my husband when we have our heart-to-heart conversations. So don't think you're just gonna come into marriage thinking you know, you're never gonna have any type of healthy conflict. There is such a thing as healthy conflict because it's meant to help you grow. It's meant to help you mature. It's meant again, to make you better. They're not out to get you. They're not just saying things just to be saying things. But again, if we're immature and we're defensive and we're easily offended and we're thinking, no, they're they're, they're just out to get me. You know, they're just talking, just to be talking. Nothing's wrong with me. I'm this, I'm that. If we're blinded, then we're not going to see, wait a minute, God, you're using my spouse to make me more like you. And that's really what the Lord wants. He wants our relationships to be a picture of Jesus Christ and the church. Jesus washes his bride with the word. Jesus cares for his bride. So ladies, if you have a problem hearing, if and men too, because you know it can go both ways. For some of us, it's hard for us to listen to correction in a healthy way. So let's not be so easily offended. Let's not be so defensive. So when I hear my husband in those talks that we have, I listen and then I ask, is there some truth to this? And if it hits home with me, I take that back to the Lord and pray like, okay, Lord, this came up in our conversation. I thought I was over this, but help me through this. You know, show me where I need to improve. Show me where I need to grow. So Take the time in your singleness, yes, again, to heal. For some of you that may require Christian counseling, for some that may require, you know, looking into your past and asking God to help you when it comes to forgiveness. Maybe there's some resentment. Maybe there's past hurts and wounds that you haven't healed from. Take the time now in singleness, but just be forewarned that it does amp up in marriage. And again, if you're not open to hearing constructive criticism, it's going to cause that much more tension in your marriage. And then another thing that I would say that I'm learning is that when I talk to my husband about something and he gives me his opinion, it's not just me. How it works, how I'm noticing it is that if I have an idea about something and I talk to my husband about it, I find myself like, okay, I'm having to consider his opinion versus me making the decision on my own like like I've been used to. Again, I was single for 12 years prior to getting married. So pretty much all my, pretty much, you know, in my 20s and getting into the early 30s, you know, being an adult, I've made most of my decisions. Yes, I would see counsel from my trusted circle. There were conversations that I would have with my parents because I trust their judgment. And of course I would pray and seek the Lord and ask for discernment, but typically I would make decisions on my own. So it's a different ball game when I'm talking with my husband and we're having to make a decision together as opposed to me making a decision on my own. So that means I have to be willing to, again, to listen 
that means again I have to consider his side it has to mean that I'm I have to weigh that out and say okay what are we going to do versus what do I want to do so when you get married me myself and I are out the window I'm gonna say that again when you get married me myself and I are out the window and I like how Pastor Jerry Flowers put it again. I think that particular video, if you want to go watch it, is called Help My Marriage is Dying. But I watched that video prior to getting married. So it's interesting that those principles that I listen to in singleness, I'm seeing it now in marriage. So there's definitely truth in that video. So if you want to check that out, it's with him and his wife, Tanisha. It's called Help My Marriage is Dying. But he said that me, myself, and I die when you get married. And now it's we, us, and ours. So it's not just your money anymore. It's our money. It's not just, you know, my house. It's our house. You know, it's not just, you know, anything. You know, it, it, it goes from me, myself, and I to we, us, and ours. And that's the journey of marriage. A husband and a wife learning how to merge their lives together to live as one, where this is how we do things, or this is what we decided to do, or this is what we are not going to do. And so that's a concept that I'm having to learn as opposed to thinking independently. So that can definitely have its challenges, but I'm open. I'm not resistant. I'm not causing unnecessary friction thinking, well, I know more and I know this and all this other stuff. No, that's pointless. That is pointless. I'm Marriage is not about you being right all the time. Marriage is not about you having your way and your spouse just tags along. No, they're a human being. They have a heart. They have emotions. And if you care about them, which I believe that a lot of you listening want to be in a marriage where you and your spouse sincerely care about each other. So if that's the case, then you want to consider their opinion. You want to know what they're feeling. So... I highly encourage you to not go into marriage with rose-colored glasses on. And that doesn't mean that it can't be beautiful. There's one thing that uh, we were told on a Zoom call prior to getting married. Um, I consider him an uncle because we've known him for years, but we're not technically blood-related. But in my mind, we are because he's known my father and he looks up to my father in ministry. But he told my husband and I, he said, your marriage doesn't have to be hard. And typically we hear the opposite, you know, marriage is hard, you know, it's this and it's that. And for some, it sounds burdensome. It's like, man, do I even want to get married? But I like how he put it. He was like, your marriage does not have to be hard. And as I thought about that, and as I prayed about that, I was like, you know what? That is true. If my husband and I are on the same page, if we're walking in unity, if we have a clear vision of where we're going and where God is leading us, and we're willing to listen to one another and take constructive criticism and we're willing to work things out. And that doesn't negate challenges. He didn't mean it from the standpoint of, you know, it's easy, smooth sailing, no problems. He was more in the context of if you and your spouse are in alignment and you know that you're going in the same direction, it doesn't have to be hard. It's 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 you're, we're equally yoked. That's basically what it is. Now, if we were unequally yoked, yes, this would be hard. But because we're equally yoked, we're not experiencing the type of typical drama that would be seen in a marriage for from a couple that's not equally yoked. So when God's hand is on your relationship and your relationship gives him glory and you keep him in the center of it, your marriage does not have to be something that makes you want to pull your hair out. Okay. That's the best way I can compare it to, you know, you enjoy your spouse. You look forward to spending time with them. You've built a friendship with them. And I definitely can say that I'm blessed to have that 
with my husband. So again, it doesn't mean that the enemy doesn't still want to attack. It doesn't mean that we still don't go through things, but we're clear on why God put us together. We may not have all the answers, but we know that our goal ultimately is to show Jesus in our relationship and how we treat one another and how we carry ourselves, not just in public, because, hey, any couple can smile for the cameras and smile for social media. But even in private, we want to treat each other with respect. And if I say something like, man, I shouldn't have said that, I apologize to my husband and vice versa. So when we when you have that mindset, your marriage does not have to be hard. There may be hard times, but your marriage itself does not have to be hard. So that's why God tells us to not be unequally yoked because he wants your marriage to thrive. He wants your marriage to give him glory. And believe me, when you are with the right person, you can definitely give God glory in your relationship. You can enjoy each other. You can laugh. You can have fun moments, romantic moments. And you're like, wow, God, I thank you. I thank you that I'm able to experience this. And I didn't have to settle. I didn't have to just take the crumbs and the leftovers from an ex that really wasn't into me anyway. So I hope and pray that this episode encouraged you and I hope that it has given you some insight for those for those of you that are looking forward to marriage one day and realize that again even if it hasn't happened yet that doesn't mean that God can't turn things around for you. So Lord, thank you for those that are listening right now. I pray for the men and women God who maybe have some misconceptions about marriage, but Father, I pray that they will go first and foremost back to your word. We want to know what your word says. Father, teach us your word. We don't want to go based off of culture. We don't even want to go based off of what we heard over the years. And people who very well may have meant well when they said things, Father, there's so many misconceptions out here, Lord, on what marriage is supposed to be. And it's not and it's not found in your word. It's things that have been based off traditions. It's things that have been based off of you know, wanting a spouse to be over and suppress the other and, you know, not being to where both husband and wife are seen as equals. But God, you made both men and women with beautiful gifts and talents. And Father, when you put them together as husbands and wives, Lord God, you can get so much glory and so much honor out of these unions. So Father, I pray for the men and women listening who truly want a kingdom relationship. Lord, I pray that they will wait on your timing. Sometimes, Lord, it's a timing thing. Just as I was reading last night, in John Bevere's book, God, where are you? Sometimes it's a timing thing, Lord. And if you give us things prematurely, God, it's not going to work. If we try to make things happen in our own power, it's not going to work. But I pray, Lord God, that we would not grow weary in well-doing, that we won't grow so discouraged in the weight that we settle and we just take what we can get, but that we would wait on you and your timing. Because God, I can honestly attest that when you do it, it's beautiful. When you work it out, Lord God, it, ha- it doesn't have to be forced. It doesn't have to be manufactured, God. It's just an ebb and a flow. That doesn't mean that there aren't challenges. It doesn't mean that hard times won't come. But Father, because there's so much alignment and the foundation is founded on you, you're the glue that holds it together. So I thank you, God, that I get to witness that in my own marriage. And I pray, God, that you bless those that want it to for their future marriages. So I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
If you have not subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on Spotify. Subscribe. You can also follow at My Single Plus on Instagram. If you are looking for Christian community and you're wanting to meet Christian singles outside of your area, you are more than welcome to join the Christian Singles Hub on Facebook. It is a group of over 8,000 singles worldwide. I'm honored to be a part of the team and you are more than welcome to join us. We also have a new platform that we just launched where you can get discounts to online events. The founders are actually on a tour. The founder and her husband, Michelle Apples and her husband, they are going on tour this entire year, visiting all 48 states. So go to the christiansingleshub.com. You can click on US tour and you can fill in where your area is. And if they get enough people that say that they live in a certain area, they very well may stop by in their RV and come visit and put together an event just for you to encourage you and to pour into you. So that is going on. You can definitely join the Facebook group. You can also join the hub platform again for online events like prayer and fasting. We have table talks in partnership with SALT. You could also just participate in whatever it is that we have going on to be in community to know that you are not alone. So thank you so much again for listening to this episode. Subscribe, follow, share this with Christian singles who you believe will be encouraged. And I will talk to you all on the next episode. God bless. Bye.